beyond nervous. Never been in a setting like this. It's like a huge Starbucks. <laughs> you know, everybody's here hanging out. This is, this is, I'm honored. Uh, let's go to the word of the Lord. Uh, Genesis chapter number 32, verses 1 through verse number 21. And if you like, you could read along with me out loud. Uh, and Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, and to the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, thus shall ye speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob said thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now, and I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants and women servants, and I've sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee and 400 men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and herds and the camels into two bands and said, if Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I pass over this Jordan, now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau, his brother, 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milch camels with their coats, 40 kine and 10 bulls, 20 she-asses and 10 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants every drove by themselves and said unto his servants, pass over before me and put a space betwixt drove and drove and he commanded the foremost saying when Esau my brother meeteth thee and asketh thee saying whose art thou whither goest thou and whose are these before thee then, then thou shalt say they be thy servants Jacob it is a present sent unto my lord Esau and behold also he is behind us so commanded he the second and the third and all that followed the drove saying on this manner shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And say ye, moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And afterward I will see his face, peradventure he will accept of me. So went the present over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. In the company. The reading of the word of the Lord. I thank Pastor Ryan for allowing me this opportunity. Can we give him a little? And my, and my darling wife that's, uh, I salute her, that rides with me, goes with me everywhere. I appreciate her door so much. So if, if while I'm going over this passage, if you hear love talk come out, it's just I'm still in love. And sometimes whatever you're 
experience comes out when you teach, all right? Okay, and so we have, we know the story and uh, Jacob was on his way and he's met by the angels of God. He's met by the angels of God. A lot of times when the angels of the Lord meet us, it's in preparation, it's for protection. So sometimes we can get caught off guard and be excited. Ooh, I had a visitation. The Lord spoke to me. I saw a manifestation of the presence of the Lord. I feel the Lord's approval on my life. But sometimes that's preparing you for something. If you're walking in a stadium and they're saying, hey, everybody put on these helmets, you're going, hey, you're preparing me to get struck in the head, you know? And so it's when, when the Lord takes time to visit you, it's a reason to celebrate, but it's also a reason to be aware. And when Jacob saw him, he, uh, he said, this is God's host. He saw the angel. He saw the manifestation. When he says host, he's saying this is God's army. This is God's warriors. And he called the name of that place Mahanahem, which basically means two, two camps, two hosts. He's seen himself joined to the host of the Lord. He's seen himself joined to the host of the Lord. And so he names that place. Names are very significant in the Bible. And so he sent messengers before him to his brother Esau and to the land of Seir, the country of Edom. Theologians believe that this was an area that Esau had settled or even conquered. And so we know that Esau is doing well. And so this is the brother, uh, you know, Jacob is the supplanter. He's the trickster. And so this is the brother that he stole the birthright. He stole the blessing from. And now he has to meet him. I have two brothers. I can just imagine meeting one of my brothers after stealing the last piece of chicken. So to have stole a birthright and a blessing and then have to meet him, see how God met him in preparation for what he was going to have to go through. I look at some of my hardest times in my life, whether it was the loss of my mother, the loss of my father, loss of dear friends, disappointments or illnesses, and I can look prior to that and see how the Lord visited me, how the Lord prepared me, how the Lord protected me. We have a God that is omniscient, it's all-knowing. So before it happens, he sees it. We almost got hit by an 18-wheeler tonight. My fault. You know, sometimes we say, we almost got hit by an 18-wheeler. You say, well, he came. No, my fault. I pulled out, wasn't looking right. If my vehicle hadn't responded faster, getting out of the way, wouldn't have made it here. Probably did. But God knew that was going to happen. Are y'all following me? And God's hand of protection was on me. Not because it's me but because there's a promise attached to my life. And I believe sitting here there's a promise attached to each of your lives, and that's why you'll be well. You receive that? Yes. Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, and so we go back to the word of the Lord, and he commanded them saying, thus shall, ye, thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau, thy servant Jacob. He's saying servant because he's coming in humility. Thy servant, Jacob, I've been with Laban. Laban was a trickster. Laban was a hard taskmaster. Laban was crooked. 
he's telling them, look, I'm not coming there and everything's been well. I have not been just showered with gifts and living the good life. I've been with Laban. So he's trying to get a little pity. You know, it's like messing up with a friend and saying, you know, I've been going through. I've been struggling. <laughs> messing up with a spouse, not forgetting a date. And say, you know how they treat me on my job? I got a lot of things going on. That's what he's doing. He's saying, I've got some issues. I've gone through. And he's trying to get this message out to his brother. He says, I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in his sight. He's not bragging about his riches. What he's saying in a way is, look, I'm getting ready to pass through. And you understand geographically that Esau lives a little bit off of the way. He could pass without actually going through. But he knows he may see his brother. And he's saying, look, I'm doing okay. I'm not trying to come and borrow no money. I'm all right. I'm just trying to get through, and I want things to be well. I want things to be well. He said he wants to find grace in his sight, and the messages return to Jacob. Now, look, Jacob sent word. This is what I have, the asses, the oxen. I have this, which is reflecting a type of prosperity. He's doing well. But notice what Esau was the message that came back. The, the messengers returned in verse 6 and said, The messengers returned to Jacob saying, We came to thy brother Esau. No word, no how you doing. How's mom? How's dad? What's going on with you? How many children? He's coming with 400 men. <laughs> you know, he's coming. No, 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 hey, where you been? No salutation, which is the custom in that day. Grace and peace, the Lord be with you. Nothing. I'm coming with my posse. <laughs> Notice this. Notice this. Because theologians will debate of whether or not Esau is coming to do harm or whether he's coming to wish him well, whether he's coming to come back in a relationship. Jacob has an understanding because the Bible says, Jacob, verse 7, was greatly afraid and distressed. He doesn't hear the 400 men coming as being a welcome committee. <laughs> he doesn't see that. He sees that I've done this brother an injustice, and this brother has not sent me any salutation. And this is, this is the ultimate of family problems, uh, a kinfolk showing up with 400 <laughs> uninvited just coming, and they're coming, and, and so they're coming. And, 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 the, and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herd and the camels into two bands. A lot of people will criticize Jacob because he's taking actions, and he just had a visitation. You, and you know how sometimes we can be critical of others because they why aren't they doing that? Why don't they just trust God? Why don't they just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord? Why don't they just trust in what the Lord said? But when someone's, when one person, if one person calls you and tells you, I'm on the way over to your house and you're feeling and fearing for your family, for your wife and child, there may be some preparation. 
Well, I don't believe in guns. You know how we get, I don't believe in guns, I'll just pray. You may lock the door. You may do something in defense. This dude is showing up with 400. 400. He's under distress. And so what he does, I don't fault Jacob for taking action. What he does is he splits them up. And he splits them up because he is expecting loss. Can you imagine that? He is expecting to lose half at least. He's prepared to lose but still prepared to survive. Sometimes we're in survival mode where we're saying, after all this is done, we must be alive. It's not the will of the Lord that any of us take our own life, amen? Amen. amen. So no matter what we go through, no matter the hardship, no matter the struggle, we've gotta survive. And survive and still be in our right minds, not survive and be in no offense, no offense, but not surviving and being institutionalized or surviving and being on drugs the rest of life. I'm talking about surviving and being able to go on toward the promise and the destiny of God. So here he is, he's dividing. And he said, if Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, He's starting to pray now. That's always a good thing when going through. It's good to pray. It's good to pray. And he said, O God of my father Abraham, in verse 9, and God of my father Isaac, he knows history. He's understanding that this promise didn't start with just him. You've got to remember the prayers of Big Mama, of Grandma, of granddad, you got to remember the things that were prayed over you when you were a teen and how they spoke against certain things and said, you will not get into drugs. You will not take your life. You will not lose out. You will not sell yourself. You will not be full of this. And you got to remember the promises and you write those promises down. Amen. When my wife was pregnant, she would lay hands on our daughter and began to pray and begin to prophesy and begin to speak the word over my daughter. And so when the daughter's been risen, uh, been raised, she's teaching her. And our daughter had a lot of learning difficulties. Yeah, people see her now and say, oh, she's so smart and, you know, and that's good to the glory of the Lord, all the glory to God. But we were having her tested for different things. She's walking around on her tiptoes for a while and, and someone relative close to me said, is she autistic? What's going on? You know what I mean? How long she, we had her tested for her hearing. We took her to speech. We, we were worried. She was in the wrong percentile for growth. And, and so we were concerned. And so we remember those days now. But even in those days, Jennifer was speaking over that. I don't want to put it on me and say that. You know what I mean? I'm, so I want to really talk about it. She was speaking over that child. And so no matter what you're going through, you got to speak over it. you got to remember the promises. The promises of God are yea and amen. God is not slack concerning his promises. What he said he's going to do, if God said it, amen, if God said it, it's going to be done, no matter what it looks like, okay? And so here he is, and he's starting to pray, and he said, and God of my father, the Lord which said, the Lord which said unto me, unto me, not just my parents, God, but my own personal relationship. God has to speak to you. After a while, we can rely. I grew up, I relied on my mom's prayers. 
I would call and say, Mom, I just did this. I got in a fight, got arrested. Please pray. Mom, I'm going through this. She said this. Please pray. But there comes a time in growing up where we've got to have our own prayer life. David, I mean, excuse me, Jacob is faced right now. He's got his own prayer life. And he says, Lord said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee in verse 9. He said, Lord, you gave me the orders. You know, you gave me the orders. You told me to come here. You told me to come here. I followed your direction, and you said it would be well. He didn't say every tenet of the journey would be smooth, but it would be well. And so even in marriage, you got to know it's going to be well. You don't give up because, oh, he didn't wash dishes again. You know, Valentine's Day was just when? Last week? I don't know. Well, well. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is if you forget something, if you say something insensitive, you got to go back to vows. You got to go back to what you believe. You don't make hasty decisions. You got to remember your prayers and what was spoken over to you. And so he, here is, he says, I would deal well with thee. And I'm not worthy of the least of the mercies, which I love because I'm one of really about the mercies of the Lord. I never feel like I arrived. Don't feel like I'm owed something. Don't feel like, hey, Lord, I haven't had a cigarette in a long time. You know how people get self-righteous and start thinking that what they're doing is earning the favor of the Lord. I'm one to say, Lord, bless me when I know I'm not supposed to be blessed. Grant unto me your favor even when I'm out of position. And the Lord reigns on the just and the unjust. And he says, I'm not worthy. And I'm not worthy of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this journey, and now I'm become two bands. Deliver me. And this is what I like is the realness of Jacob in verse 11. Deliver me, I pray thee from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. Why? For I fear him. He's dealing with reality. We don't have to go to our Lord and try to sugarcoat it. We could just be real. Lord, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm afraid of what's going to happen. He says, deliver me from Esau. Why? I fear him. Lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. He's being real and understand that a massacre can happen. And thou saidest, I will surely do good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night. And so we see where he's sending these gifts. Notice the mixture in the gifts that he's sending him. He's sending him male and female goats and asses and cows. He's doing this, why? Because that's the only way to increase. He's sending him something that can grow. If he had sent him all male bulls, there would be no growth. But he's setting them up for increase. Are y'all following that? And so he says, uh, go on down in verse 16, and he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves. He's, why did he do that? Why is he spreading it out? That's because for maximum impact, 
you want to spread your love out. Okay? This is, this, is, this is the marriage stuff. Okay? For maximum impact. So you don't just say, well, I have two dates to remember. And they get nice things on these two dates. No. For maximum impact, you spread it out all over in March. Well, what are you celebrating in March? Celebrating you, boo. You spread it out. Are y'all with me? Y'all understanding? All right, all right. And so he knows not to send them all in one big drove. He's spreading it out. He's spreading it out in every drove. Pass over before me and put a space. So right when he says, oh, wow, this is, this is okay, here comes something else. Ah, you, that's nice. Oh, I'm not finished. Here comes something else. That's the key to relationship. That's the key to employment. That's the key to doing well in society. It's not just to have one thing and say, remember, nine years ago when I did this. No. You're, suppo you're supposed to spread it out. Spread it out. And so look at verse 18. He told them what to say. He did not entrust them to just take the gifts and say what they wanted to say themselves. He told them, then thou shalt say, they be thy servant Jacob. He's going to ask questions. It is a present sent unto my Lord Esau. Humility. My Lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. And I take a little liberty with this because this is one of my favorite portions. He is behind us. Meaning, even though it's a harsh setting, even though it's a dangerous undertaking, Jacob's still coming through. That's how we have to be as Christians. That's how we have to be in school. That's, have to, that's how we have to be on our jobs or whatever we endeavor to do. You're in school here? How many are in school? All right. You're, you're in school here? You'll face some difficult teachers, maybe. Professors, maybe. I don't know, this, this is Louisiana Tech, so maybe not here. But <laughs> you may be understood, misunderstood. You may have to have some after school or after hours tutoring or counseling, whatever it may be. But the thing is, no matter how it looks, you keep going. Jacob is, with all of what he said, how he feared, he said, I fear him. He said, but tell the servants. Jacob's on his way. Don't that sound gangster? You know? <laughs> yeah, tell him, tell him, I'm sending these things. I hope you receive them. But let the record show. I'm still coming through. Why? Because when promise is on the other side, I'm getting a little excited, but when promise is on the other side, you've got to go through. If promise is on the other side, you can't say, well, look at what happened. Say, say if a professor just willy-nilly fails you on a, core, on a particular thing that is subjective where they have some, you know, wiggle room. And say you, it really fails you. Do you drop out? Absolutely not. Do you quit? Absolutely not. Why? Because promise is on the other side. So you push. This is just a hiccup. It's a bump in the road. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And so he's, he's continuing to forge his way. And so commanded 
he the second and the third and all that followed the droves in verse 19. On this manner shall ye speak unto Esau when ye find him. And say ye moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is where? I will appease him with the present that goeth before me. And after will I will see his face. Peradventure he will accept of me. And we close at verse 21, another great portion of this passage. It says, so went the presence over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. I encourage you, no matter what you're going through, rest in the company. Find some rest. Get home. Well, they cut off the cable. Internet's not working. Everything's gone. That's still a comp. This is before Netflix, Hulu, Peacock. This is before television, before internet. And they still had visitations. Mm. Apple can't even do that. AI cannot do. You know, AI is pretty beast, right? AI, AI can't do this. It can't give you rest in the midst of the storms. So rest in the company. Know that the Lord has you. And you're, you're, you're good.